There he is. Hey, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Were you having difficulty trying to connect? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was just trying to see uh, how exactly to get connected on the live, yeah. and then um, I just sent a sent a request. Yeah, Thanks. pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be a little confusing. Well, good to have you, man. Good to see you. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. This is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you, and um, yeah, just appreciate the uh, you taking the time. Yeah, man. So um, why don't you tell 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 everybody a little bit about yourself? Obviously, you were uh, you're an NFL player, uh, like 10K view for people that don't really know you. So what people read about you? You you were a formal former NFL player. Yeah. Correct? So um, see, so yeah, I'm from a small town in Central Illinois. I uh, I went to college at Missouri State University. I graduated there with a degree in hospitality and restaurant administration, a minor in marketing. From there, I got drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles. I played in Philly for four years. I played in Jacksonville for three. Played a half year in New England, half year in Detroit, and then a year in New Orleans. So I played nine years in NFL. And um, when I retired, I did some reality TV stuff. I went on the Bachelorette and yeah. um, the Bachelor in Paradise and um, pretty much caught up to where I am now. Very cool. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's get into it. By the way, I'm hearing a clicking noise. Is there something? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's uh, I'll, I'll uh, make sure that's um, taken care of. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, just because this is a podcast too, probably won't be too bad yeah. now, but when people will listen on the podcast, I can just see me if I was one of those people like, what the F is that clicking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, okay. So yeah, well, let's start with your NFL career. Um, you know, what kind I mean, Playing in the NFL, man, that's that's pretty obviously that's it's, it's the number one game in the U.S. It's it's the elite. It's the top of the top. You know, is that something that you knew early on and, you know, as a kid, like this is what I want to do? Or did you kind of naturally just start developing into somebody that should play football? And you're like, all right, I'll go with that. Well, I knew it was something I wanted to do. You know, I was a, I was a football player, a basketball player, and a track athlete. And that all came natural to me. I was natural. You put a ball in my hand, I knew what I was supposed to do with it. Just always could play. Um, yeah. And obviously everybody wants to – every kid growing up playing those sports wants to play professionally. But, you know, you don't think you'll have that opportunity. And uh, from being from a really small town – I'm saying I'm from a small town. My town is 3,000 people. Dwight, Illinois, I graduated with 60 kids. We had to co-op with two other schools to make one football team. That football team only had 18 kids. Um, total. So we're playing offense, wow. defense, special teams. Nobody ever went to college from, from my hometown. My brother, the year before me, got a scholarship offer to Missouri State University. He's a really good athlete. He played baseball, basketball, and football. When he went to Missouri State University, he starts telling the coaches about me, and they end up uh, offering me a scholarship. Go to Missouri State. At first, I'm an average player. I went in as a wide receiver, moved to tight end, and um, – from there, it just took off. I was a three-time All-American, and um, scouts started coming around saying, hey, we think you're going to have the opportunity. And um, I worked extremely hard and was very blessed yeah. to uh, have that opportunity to get drafted and play. Well, good for you, man. Yeah, I, you know, right. I mean, I know if you're going to play at that level, the amount of work, because I've interviewed several professional athletes, including NFL players. Yeah. Uh, the, the amount of work and commitment, it's no joke. It is yeah. no joke. But in a way – um, you know, I, I feel like that's the best thing. It's almost like forced commitment, but obviously you're choosing that. Okay. I want to do this. 
And then it's like, you don't really have a choice. Like you got to go all in and you got to do the training and commit to everything that you're doing, eating, working out, uh, sleeping, you know, all these things. But in a way it's kind of good because you're, you're sort of force trained to do a lot of these things that are good and healthy for you. And you're getting into good habits um, that hopefully would continue to, to stay with you beyond your career. Have you found that to be the case? I mean, obviously you're not training at the level you were, but did you find some good habits that you were able to pick up from that? Absolutely. It, uh, fitness and, and eating healthy, it, it stuck with me even after I'm playing, um, you know, now every day uh, I'm making sure I'm eating my, my meals. I still have my nutritionist laminated copy of all the foods I'm supposed to eat to keep me healthy, keep me in shape, to keep me recovered. I'm still going to the gym six days a week. It's something that has stuck with me and it just became a part of me. So my routine and my regimen, I took a lot of the good things from when I was playing football and now I'm in, I'm in some of the best shape of my life. Cause I'm not taking those hits. I'm not getting those injuries. And um, now I'm just strictly doing the, the diet and the workouts and it really feel great. Yeah. So tell us about your, um, right. So you kind of, you kind of alluded to it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your routine, your routine. Can you go through a typical daily routine? Yeah. First thing um, I do in the morning, I wake up and I make sure to uh, go through. I have a specific routine I do for health and wellness. First thing I drink in the morning is some lemon water. I drink my athletic greens. It's a, it's a green supplement and I make a breakfast, uh, eggs, spinach, omelet, make sure I get a nice good meal in. For me, I'm still in those old school guys that think breakfast is the most important of the day. I know now you got the you know, intermittent fasting, showing all the benefits, um, a lot of benefits from these different diets. But for me, I like to have a big breakfast with, uh, with a good amount of calories, eggs, toast, spinach. I was going to say, broccoli. I didn't hear any carbs originally. So you're, you're good loading up. You're good with carbs in the morning. Yeah. And then do you taper off? throughout the rest of the day or do you just kind of since you work out so much and are healthy you don't really worry too much about the carbs i keep the i'm still i still train really hard so i'm still eating like an athlete i'm eating carbs throughout the day if if i ever slow down on that right now i'm uh, training for a competition called high rock it's a crossfit type competition a lot of running i'm not a big runner but i like to do things that you know like in the david goggins mindset do something that sucks <laughs> every day bless you and you. Um, you know i hate running so i'm um I'm looking forward to uh, to doing that competition just to just to push myself. But what's the David? Let's yeah. go back to that real quick. David Goggins. I I, I got. I'm not familiar with him, but um, and his his what his philosophy is? Did you say do something that sucks every day? That's one of his main things. He always says, make sure you visit suffering. You do something that sucks every single day, and you'll become hmm. better for it. He's all about callousing your mind, like you callous your hands when you don't want to do something. You push through it. You get a, you get a sense of accomplishment. I love lifting weights. So if I just go in the gym and just lift weights for an hour and a half, you know, I, did I really accomplish something? Because I'm just doing what I wanted to do. For me, it's running, it's cardio, swimming. When I go and I do that stuff and I come through a grueling workout of that, that's when I sit there and I'm like, man, I'm you know, proud of myself for that. And, um, you know, you give gratitude for being able to, to, to finish that workout, to do that, to do something you don't like that made yourself better. I love it. All right. So yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about this for a second because this kind of ties into some of the stuff that I try to help people with. So I agree with the result of discipline is one of these things that I'm always preaching how we've gotten really, it, it's becoming easier and easier to do less and less. 
which is ironically making us less happy. I started this show. I don't know how much you were tuned in for talking about how, like, you know, we got all these streaming channels now. There's just too many choices. Like, I mean, yeah. you can you can literally get anything you want with the click of a button <laughs> in the in this world, right? And, and that, that's only going to get easier and easier, right? So, and, and we're we're wealthier than we ever were. So, why are we less happy? I mean, we and we are. I mean, it's yeah. it's not science has shown. I mean, there's all these reports: teen suicides at an all-time high, the World Happiness Report, the World Health Report. Our, our life expectancy is going down. And in my opinion, it's because we're not we're 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 taking the path of least resistance, right? And we're not doing the work that needs to be done for the things that'll actually make us happy. I like the analogy with the calluses. Calluses for yeah. our mind, right? You got to yeah. like work. You got to do that. Um, and but I do think there's a way to do it without suffering. Um, I should say, I guess there's a certain amount of suffering that is going to be done, but I feel like if you use that word, people just go, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. I'd rather exactly. sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so what I try to do is sort of help people trick their brains yeah. into, into taking those actions. Distraction. And then, as you know, yeah. habits, habits are these things. They don't care if they're good or bad, right. They're yeah. going to compound over time, but once you got them, you got them. But if you got a bad one, it's locked and loaded and it's working on autopilot yeah. against you. And so the idea is, okay, you got to do the work to get rid of that bad one and replace it. And I, I like to use little methods such as like by gamifying it, which is kind of my, the, the way that I do it using stuff like rewards and competition and social connectivity and Absolutely. habit stacking and points and just ways to kind of trick your brain into being like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Right. And yeah. then, then once it's a habit, you're good to go. Absolutely. And like, it's all, it's like the, like the distraction method, you know, it's like it's people that don't like running, you know, maybe I'll tell them, you know, go play, you know, have your Apple watch on, go play basketball for 30 minutes. Tell me how far you ran, you know, how many sprints you did. They're like, Oh, wow. I, I ran two miles. You just told me you couldn't run two miles, you know, on a, on a treadmill, you know, just something like that, you know, distract, right. trick your brain. And you technology, you right. Technology. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yes. Tricking your brain and, and the Apple watch technology is one of these things where for the most part, it's still being used for, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm my, uh, you know, one of these people that's against technology cause I'm all for technology, but for yeah. the most part, I feel like it's being used for bad versus good. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, right. Like social media and, and Google, they're tracking us, you know, and, and we end up like social media in particular, you know, they're using that technology and that science and psychology of what they know hits our little dopamine brains yeah. and, and makes us want to keep going like little mice on a wheel. And unfortunately that stuff isn't really, that's not making us happier. It's making us less happy. We compare ourselves. We're wasting all our time. We're spending a ton of time doing that versus proactive things in our life that will actually make us happy in these types of things. So my whole thing is right. Like, Apple Watch is a perfect example using that tech and that psychology and science to, 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 to tap into these parts of the brain, like our competitive nature. Like you said, yeah. you, know, you got your Apple Watch, you're like, oh man, almost there. Like I can do it. Like I just need, uh, you know, 20 more minutes of cardio or I need blah, yeah. blah. And it's like all of a sudden you're taking actions you never would have, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's what I think you should, um, is one of the, one of the actual good things that you can use use it for you know social media like you said it's just a tough space a lot of comparison a lot of people uh putting putting together the best version of their lives and then other people looking at thinking why is my life not like this other person's not realizing that they're just doing a better job of uh portraying that 
you know, most of the time. Totally, man. Um, and right. And, and it hits certain, you know, when you're young and more impressionable, it, it hits you harder when you think, well, why isn't my life perfect? And it's so easy to, and everybody does it. Like, I mean, yeah. you and I, I'm sure if we looked at each other's pages are guilty of it. Although I'm like really trying to, speaking of discipline and commitment, trying to get some ugly stuff out there. Like, you yeah. know, like me in the morning, just looking like crap, like get doing a video <laughs> and being like, look, I feel yeah. like shit today, you know? Um, and that's ironically, that's what people want to see more than anything. People don't really want to see that fake stuff anyways, but yet we can't help. It's kind of like a trainer. You yeah. can't not look at it, but it's, yeah. it doesn't make you feel good. And you get this like, why isn't my life like that? Right. And then yep. you scroll through. And then the other side of it is there, I, I am starting to see, you know, like I was saying, you know, you got the Apple watch Peloton is another good example of a company yeah. game, gamifying your health. Yeah. You know, making it fun and exciting. People are like straight up addicted. That thing is taking the world by storm and they're addicted. I mean, I, we don't have one, but people, my wife has a version of it, but not the real deal. Yeah. But it, I mean, like all of our friends are like, oh, I can't wait to get back on my Peloton. It's like, yes. Yeah, very competitive. Very competitive too. Right. You got buddies that, you know, you get each other's names and then you ride against each other. You're looking what output your buddy put in. You're looking at what output he put in. You're saying, okay, I can beat that one. I can beat that one. And it gets people working. I really like what Peloton's done. Not happy with their stock a lot at the moment, but uh, the Peloton I know. as a whole. I own some of their stock too. Yeah. I, I think it's a cyclical thing where, you know, supply chain's down and uh, sorry to get off topic, but just real yeah. quick with this, because I own the stock yeah. too and anybody that owns their stock, yeah. you know, it, it, they're, they're not able to, to sell as many as they want. So that's a good problem yeah. to have, but it's still a problem. Right. So yeah. that means that their profit's going to suffer and stuff. But once once that stuff passes and the question is how long that's going to take, you know, I think that they're that they've got a lot of room to run. But yeah, you know, that, so that could be another year or so. I mean, especially if this stuff, this Omicron starts yeah. flaring up. Absolutely. So I'm just going to hold it. I'm not buying anymore. Yeah. I'm not selling. I'm just gonna... Yeah, definitely holding. Um, but yeah, totally. Peloton. Yeah. And, and like gamify and, and doing these things. Right. That that you kind of are like, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you find yourself wanting to do it and that's yeah. that's that's the key right that's the key absolutely and that's um it's like for me the days that i don't want to do when i'm like when i'm feeling when i'm feeling like crap you know i wake up and like man i i really don't want to to me that's that's the hard part that's what people got to fight through those days when you go in there and you get a you get a bad workout in you went in there and you got it done you when you when you when you are struggling to get it done, go through the motions. Go in there and get the hour in. Go Fake it until you make it. it I done. call it. Yep. And then the days that you do feel good, obviously go push, have a great workout. But the days you don't want to go at all, and you might end up sitting on the couch and watching TV for that hour. Go in there, go through the motions, and get it done. And that is what will make the difference in your in your health and wellness. The fact that the times you don't want to go at all and you just went there and you got the bad workout, you went through the motions. I, I promise you when you're done doing that, that's when you really feel really good about yourself. That's it, man. That's yeah. it. It's, it's the law of compounding. Yeah. And I have this thing, I call it the equation of life where it's your belief system plus your repeated actions plus time equals who you will become. So like you were just saying, if you keep, if you if you're consistent and you keep taking those actions and they form the habit and then you're it's like you're doing no, ma no matter what whether you feel good yeah. whether you feel bad then you're you know you're gonna head up this way but the opposite like saying oh i'm gonna skip today i'm i'm gonna 
this, I'd rather watch TV or lay on the couch. Then that becomes the habit. And then yeah. it goes that way. And there's all these tiny little habits we have in our lives. There's so many of them and we're being run on autopilot and we don't even realize it by a lot of them. Right. Cause our brain's trying to conserve energy. Like we yeah. literally have only enough room for, for a, a, a certain capacity. And so we, when we feel like we've got something like, okay, I got that one. It's on autopilot. Yeah. Unfortunately, our brain doesn't differentiate between bad and good habits. Yeah. That's, that's crazy how that works. So do you, do you feel like, um, you know, the ha- do you, are you aware of the habits that you have and are you consciously working on trying to replace bad ones with good ones? Or is it more like just overall, you know, the type of person you want to be and you're trying to develop these types of habits that'll lead to that lifestyle. Yeah. For me, um, the big change was, you know, coming from such a structured environment, the regiment that we were put in, everything was laid out before you, a schedule at this moment, this moment, this moment, this moment, every time of the year, you know, nine years in the NFL, four years in college, high school, this whole part of my life was basically laid before me. And I didn't have to make a schedule for, and in the off season, I made my schedule for my workouts, my meals, stuff like that. But during the season, during the training, the off season, everything is laid before you. So something I struggled with for a year after I'm done is, is routine and and getting on a schedule and you got, you, it's, it's habit forming. If you, you know, Hey, I'll just wake up whenever, like, you know, you're tired now, you got to put the schedule up and you got to say, I'm going to work out here. I'm going to do research here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get some reading done here. I'm going to do my emails done here and you got to have a schedule. And one thing that helped me a lot as well is goals. If you don't have a goal, a daily goal, a weekly goal, monthly goal, yearly goal, you got a big picture and then you narrow it down into like, you're looking for this little spot in a, in a, in a, you know, in a binoculars or something, you're just, you're just looking at this little piece and then you, it just opens up to the, to the big goal. And goals are huge, and that's goals in a schedule are the two things that really helped me become more productive. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I preach to the high heavens about goals all the time, and it's one of those things, you know, getting on my, on my soapbox. If I, you know, one of my, my main missions in life is to help change the educational system to make that part of what you learn in standard curriculum. It's amazing that it's not really. It's like depending on where you go to school, depending on your teacher – but it's not like, you know, like math and arithmetic and history and science that we, you know, goals aren't, it's not like you have a class on goals. That's not no. a subject and, and, and wellness for that being and being happy. Yeah. So, right. It's, I want to get a lot of this stuff in there because goals are everything. Man. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have built my business, sold it, wouldn't be where I am. Um, I even meeting my wife, like I had a goal. I actually wrote down a sheet. I read it in one of these books, um, I wish I could quote which one it was because I, but I don't remember years ago, like, Hey, write down the person that you want to end up with, like the qualities that they have. And I did it. And within a year I met my wife and she had, I'm going to need to use that trick. You know, my mom, (laughs) my mom keeps texting me, calling me about having kids. You know, I'm a, I'm a write that down. You know, why not? You know? Well, because what it does is, you know, when you do that, it's, you know, it's kind of an indirect goal. It's sort of like, okay, you, it, it clarifies exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And, and then there's also the stuff I put on that I, like, it's like the must haves and the must, must not haves I put yeah. on there, you yeah. know? Um, and it's sort of like, 
you know, and at the end of the day, nobody's perfect, obviously, but it really helps to clarify to be like, wow, this person's got the majority of the things that I am looking for. And it's almost like a shot, a spotlight is shined on them versus when you're just kind of out there dating and just trying just similar to like working out, you know, if you're just out there working out to work out, you're not going to be nearly as effective. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have a plan. You gotta know. You gotta know what you're what you're doing when you gotta know what you're looking for when you walk in that gym. Yeah. All right. So this is a good segue. So let's get into dating. Let's talk about the Bachelorette a little bit. Um, so yeah. I did watch your season, man. Uh, I remember you very clearly. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca's season in two thousand eighteen. The Bachelorette. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that experience and, and how that was and how that came to be and, and what opportunities maybe you got afterwards that you've leveraged and used for good versus evil. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the bathroom was kind of, was kind of a random thing. I was on injury reserve for the Saints. And um, a buddy of mine had went through the tryouts for the Bachelorette and he had run into the, the casting people again but he was dating a girl who's now his wife. Um, they're like, hey, you should come uh, go through the casting again if, you, um, if you're interested in coming on The Bachelorette. We'd love to have you. He's like, I can't. You know, I have a girlfriend now, and I think I'm going to marry this woman. But my buddy, I have a couple of buddies you might like. And he showed him pictures of uh, me and a, couple of, uh, and a couple of our other friends. And they're like, oh, I like this guy. He's like, well, this guy plays football. I don't know if I have the time. And they were very open with the time they helped they they didn't make me do all the stuff and normal um people would do because i was so busy with football and basically i showed up to final casting and they wanted me on the show and it was a decision i had to make i'm like what's the worst that could happen i ended up getting hurt the funny the funny part about it is i ended up uh, injuring my wrist right but uh actually no stepping out of the uh the limo of the bathroom mansion and i was there for only like three episodes i ended up uh ended up breaking my wrist on the show and uh, it was unfortunate that happened, but um, you know everything happens for a reason. I um, so that's why you exited. I'm trying to remember. Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I got the, the the group date rose, but then I had to, I had to make a decision between staying or going and get surgery. When got surgery because I still thought I had a couple years left in me in football. So then um, after that, I uh, I didn't get many calls. Didn't get many calls, and they wanted me to come on Paradise. So I signed to do the paradise right afterwards. And um, they came and they filmed the whole pre-episode thing where they showed it, what the guys have been up to since the yeah, show. Yeah. Two days before the flight to paradise, I get a call from the um, Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, and the New York Jets. They want me to come in for tryouts, workouts, before training camp starts. So I have to tell paradise I can't come. I have to stay in rehab, work out. They're not happy, but... The fact that I didn't go, uh, fan favorite, ended up taking my place. A lot of people don't know that's the reason why he went on Paradise that year. His name's Grocery Store Joe. One of my no good way. friends. Yeah, and he took my spot. Wow. And I, and I ended up staying back and, um, and going and working out and training. And I ended up going to my, my workout with the Bills. Health, they're like, you're healthy and in shape. We're going to sign you. We know you're, what kind of player you are. This is 2019, two years ago. And um, I ran running a route. I ran a million million times. I uh, planted, cut, tore my groin. I was out for the whole season, and uh, that's kind of how my career ended there. Uh, after nine years, was on a oh, man. injury in the in a workout. But um, yeah, so from there, 
I, uh, I was just rehabbing. I was trying to get back in, seeing if I could get a – I ended up re-injuring it when I had another opportunity to, for a workout halfway through the season. I'm just like, man, I, I missed the whole year. And then um, didn't get many calls the next year, so I decided to go back on uh, Bachelor in Paradise. They were asking me to come back on again. Did that, and um, that was after, – after Paradise, that was the end of my, uh, my Bachelor career. And how did it end up on Paradise? Did you end up meeting somebody? I can't remember. I think I saw that. Yeah, I've seen I, uh, some of those. I it, I ended up uh, dating a girl for a couple of weeks, but we didn't leave together. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So is that? Yeah, I have. You're actually the first. Are you? Yeah, I think you're the first bachelor person I've talked to because I've interviewed several bachelor bachelorette people. Um, mm -hmm. That's did the bachelor in Paradise. So is mm -hmm. how is that different? That experience different from the bachelor a paradise is a lot different because you're all just kind of like on the beach um you're sweating the whole time but it's cool because you get you get more of a chance to i feel like to meet someone authentically it's like the bachelor and the bachelorette are very um it's just you're, you're never off camera in paradise you get to spend more time with someone mm. and, and the bachelor bachelorette you probably spend a couple days total by the time they want somebody to propose in paradise you have um it's like in dating, right? Maybe you start dating someone, you see him for, yeah. for a Saturday night for a few hours, and then maybe next week you'll see him on a Wednesday, and then again on a Saturday if you really like him. Paradise, I mean, you wake up at 7 a.m., you're with, with this person till you go to bed at 1 a.m., and this is a lot of time to the first day you're covering basically the first month of dating because you have nothing to you don't have You don't have a phone, you don't have a TV, you don't have a music. So it's, but you're forced to communicate. It's just almost Again, like, oh, no it's like we were talking about earlier with that forced good habits, right? So like, yeah. we, you know, we were talking about with working out, like when you were in football, you know, you was like, you had that regimen and it, it wasn't a choice, like you had to, but it developed those habits and then they stuck. And you said you struggled a little bit when you got out, but you know, you were able to pick it back up and similar in relationships I and mean, communications, everything. And so we, we were just talking about how to meet somebody, but then when you meet somebody, you got to have, you got to have goals there too. And you got to have strategies and you got to have, you know, to me, there's these five core areas of life. You've got the mindset, you've got your career and your finances, you've got your relationships, you got your physical health, and then you've got your emotional health and giving back. And that, that relationship part, you've got different types of relationship, but your significant other, it's huge. And, you, and if you marry somebody, obviously you're spending a lot of time with this person and you need to be able to communicate. And so, yeah, that's kind of an interesting way of looking at it that I hadn't thought about. Bachelor kind of forces that. Like yeah. no TV, no distractions. Like you just got to get to know each other. And I think the problem is coming off of that, you know, because you're there and you're forced to be in there. It's like you got to keep that because there's nothing. The only entertainment you have is literally getting to know this person and them getting to know you. There's nothing else you can do, which honestly I liked. I thought that was probably the best part about it because I thought you could really, you could really do a good job of, of just focusing on that person, that relationship. And then afterwards is, is when it gets hard for people. And that's why you see a lot of the relationships end in a, in a not so great manner, unfortunately. Yep. And you know, it's, 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 ties into one of these these principles in life and kind of like we were talking about earlier with technology you know the world is becoming easier and easier to do less and less it's also becoming easy that includes dating and getting to yeah. know people right yeah. like the swipe i just missed the swipe 
I just missed it. I met my wife about 10 years ago. And uh, I think that, um, what, what's, what's that main one that, that, that started Tinder. it all? Tinder. Tinder yeah. came about, right? Now there's yeah. a zillion variations of it. Be and I remember being like, oh, I mean, obviously I was so, but I was like, oh, that would have been, I wonder how that would have been when I was single. Like, how, what a great, easy way. But now that it's kind of played itself out, and, and people have seen like the reality of it is I think a lot of bad habits develop from what I've heard. Terrible people habits. Use it, right. That they are like one of the things for guys is yeah. it's like, Oh, like if it doesn't work out with it, I'll go on a date with her. And if she doesn't put out or whatever, Oh, I'll just, there's an 8 million other girls I can swipe through that type of stuff. That's the thing. It makes it so easy to, um, to say on to the next person. So it's, uh, it, it discounts your connection with one person because you say, Oh, you know, whatever, this one doesn't work out. Guess what? I'm on to the next person. All I got to do is swipe a couple times, go on another date, meet another person. Girls too, though, the amount of attention social media brings to both um, men and women just makes it so easy to discount each relationship. You're getting attention from all these other places. You don't care as much about the attention you're getting from the significant other, the person that should matter. And um, it's tough because you, you go on a date, you think you like someone, uh, hey, on to the next. And it can lead to other problems. Like some people can only stay in relationships for a month or two months because, you know, now they're used to the, you know, the grass is always greener syndrome, right? Greener. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, become and difficult. the grass is, and there's a lot more grass around. It's like that. Remember that show? Did you ever watch Temptation Island? Like way back in the day? Yeah, that's actually. Oh, it's back they, on. Yeah, they yeah, brought it right. back. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's like, right. And just kind of going back to your background of coming from a small town and, you know, you go back a hundred years, 200 years, it was like your options were the, the people, people that were, lived within a mile of you. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, that was it. Uh, yes. uh, and in a way, you know, maybe that was, that was a good thing. Um, again, it's that double-edged sword. It's like, yes, it's nice to be able to have the whole world to to see but yeah. we're not using it's, it's nobody's mastered yet how to use that technology responsibly to not have the problem that we just talked about yeah definitely and like the, my friends that are you know single me being a 35 year old uh, single man that um you know has uh you know like got successful all this stuff and um it still makes it still uh difficult to find a uh significant other you know it's uh it's interesting how that stuff ended up playing out. You know, at first everybody was so excited thinking it would leave, but I have, have had friends that have met people and significant others um, on the apps. They, they found their husband, their spouse yep. on that. So My sister I've met, seen both. met through that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Right. It can, it can, it can definitely work. Right. I think uh, somebody told me one time that, you know, you're uh, trying to think what the exact quote was, but, you know, like the, it ties into the grass is greener. You know, when you have a lot of options, it, it, it makes it a lot harder to commit. And some people just, they've got that never ending, like, well, why would I settle with this person when I could have 800 million? But at some point in your life and you're 35, I met my wife at 35, by the way. So you're, you're right. okay. Yeah. Uh, and you know, at some point you go, okay, well, do I want kids? Do I, do I want a family? Is that what I want? And it doesn't have to be to me. Yeah. You don't have to have that to be happy, but if that's in your soul and that's something that's a core value to you that you, you do want, then yeah, then you got to sort of look at the fact that it could, you could easily just, and somebody like yourself, good looking guy, been on a show, like obviously 
you're not going to be wanting for, for dates, but finding the right one and sticking with it and knowing not to get distracted again, maybe try that list might help you. No, I'm definitely going to try that because, um, you know, hearing how it worked for you, that's, um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that, the goals list, and I've never thought to use it for that purpose. And that's definitely something I'm going to do. And it's like all of a sudden, right. Then you, you know, so do you, speaking of dating, what is your dating life? I mean, what are you currently doing for dating? Um, for, I've, I've started seeing someone, um, it's been an off and on thing, but, um, yeah. So right now I'm, I'm seeing someone, there's no titles or yep. anything like that. Still new. But, uh, yeah, still new, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely, um, uh, a good thing there that I think could, uh, okay. could blossom. Yeah. Well, you can still make your list and then you can see, does this person fit into it? Not to be yeah. a home wrecker and all of a sudden you go, well, wait a minute, this person, <laughs> but it's, it's something that everybody should do. I read that so long ago and I've talked to multiple people that have, um, that have done that. And it's worked for them the same way it's worked for me. So, um, if I yeah, have man. to, uh, if I have to move on, um, after making the list, I'm, I'm just gonna, just gonna blame you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just show this clip, be like, look, see, yeah. he's only, yeah. um, but right at the end of the day, you know, the big ones coming from, you know, uh, somebody that's been in a relationship, it's only been 10 years. It's not like, you know, it's been 50 years, but mm -hmm. I can tell you that, the thing, you know, when you first meet somebody and you're in that puppy dogs and ice cream stage and you're in lust, you know, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Um, obviously, you want to have that spark with that person, but that's not that super strong. I mean, it's, it's, it's science, um, chemicals, they, they wear off, right? So, but you still yeah. want to have that attraction and whatnot. But what's then really important is the big ones like your values and, yeah. you know, how you see the world, how you see money, how you see religion, politics you know, how, wellness, you know, you know, how you going to raise your kids, like those things, if you don't pay attention to them and you're just like, Oh, this person's hot and we, you know, we have fun. And then you get married. That's, those are the ones that end in divorce when you realize, wait, we have zero in common and we see things completely different. Yeah. I think that's probably a reason why the, uh, the divorce rates are so high. And that's one of the reasons I've, I'm actually happy that I've waited this long. Because if I would have, if I would have gotten married at like 22, 23, I'm just not the same person. I don't have the same values I did back then, you know, even 23, yeah. 24, 25. Totally. I mean, I feel like 10 years ago, I've grown so much in those years since then. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know what I would have been looking for at that point compared to what I'm looking for now. Well, you know, right. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a universal principle. I like to, I like to have, I call them total truths. These things where I've like read them enough times and I've personally experienced them in my own life where I'm like, you can hang your hat on this principle. It's been around since the beginning of man. It's going to be around until we destroy ourselves. Like this is what you want to base your life and your habits around. And I wouldn't, I'm not hundred percent sure, but my, my uncle gave me a piece of advice many years ago when I was in my young twenties. And he said, do not, whatever you do under any circumstances, get married before the age of 30. And I now know what he was talking about because I didn't. And I always remembered that advice. And when I look at some of the girlfriends I had in my 20s and who I was, just like you just said back then versus who I am now, there's no way it would have made it. I was a yeah. completely different person. I hadn't fully formed, I guess yeah. is, is one way to look at it. And, and it's like, okay, now I'm the person that I want to be or but when I met Meg, you know, of, and I know clearly who I am, where I want to be, what I'm looking for. 
Uh, and that makes all the difference in the world. And I think for guys, especially, it's hard to do that before the age of 30. Yeah, I agree. But it does. Some people do it. You know, my, cool. my wife's got a twin sister and they got married before 30 and they're going strong. So it's not like it's not possible, but I think it's, it's a good rule of thumb. My brother, my brother married his college sweetheart. I'm going out there to, uh, to see my, my niece's, my niece's first birthday tomorrow. And they are college sweethearts. You're older than me, the brother that, uh, got a scholarship to Missouri state and they have an amazing relationship. They both, both pushed each other and had similar stories. They both, they both came from, um, um, very underprivileged, uh, um places and they and they have a both have great jobs they have a big house white picket fence three kids um sounds like their impressive. core values were in line and that's very very much so and they and they've changed and grown together which is is has been really great to see for me because i mean we all live together it was us three you know in college <laughs> you know so right that's very cool yeah. um all right well we're we're wrapping up to the end here um and I'd always like to kind of end with this question and then, um, you know, I'll let you, you know, say anything else you want to say. Uh, is there one habit above all else that you feel that you've developed that has really propelled your momentum and your success in life? Um, have you, and have you always had it or is this something that you had to develop yourself? And then I'll have a follow-up question after that. I'll say to me the most important, and it's, uh, you've, you've alluded to it, but I think that, um, Without a question, you know, discipline is is the most important, uh, you know, thing for everybody. And I mean, obviously, you can use discipline in a lot of different ways. But when you don't want to write the paper, you don't want to finish the book, you don't want to study, you do it. It, it. When you don't want to work out, when you want to leave the the gym early, you stay and you do it. To me, I've always been able to have this uh, discipline, whether it's you know, growing up, college, football, football, in the NFL, to where I wanted to be the first guy in the weight room every day. I wanted to be the last guy to leave. I'd watch film at the facility. So the coaches walk by, they say, Oh, Clay Harbor's in that room. And that's how I kind of built this, this uh, persona of who I wanted it to be. You know, the coaches are asking me questions. I'm going to go and I'm going to look at the, um, I'm going to go knock on the special teams coach's door. People are treating the special team coach like a, like a stepchild or something. I go, I'm, you know, I'm a guy that I want to stay in this league. I'm going to be able to take care of my family, take care of myself so I can do the things that I want to be able to do someday. Things I did, just going the extra mile and just staying disciplined was always something I could do. And then goal setting, we've always talked, we, we talked about that as yep. well. Setting goals and having a schedule. Because if, you're, if you don't have a schedule, you're just going to go wandering around your day. If you're not forced to a schedule and then um, setting goals, you're not going to know which way you have a ship, you're sailing, you have no destination in mind. You're just randomly going around the ocean, wherever the current takes you, you know, have a goal weekly, monthly, daily, yearly goal. Love it, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing that because those, those are two super, super duper important things that I also stress on people. And um, as I said, I think we're living in a world where it's becoming harder and harder to do yeah. these things. And, yeah. but that, that is happiness, right? So if I, if I could say, if I could tell, describe happiness in one word, one sentence, it would be, you just need to always be growing and yeah. you need to figure out what it is that makes you happy and that you're passionate about and love and just continually taking those actions towards that, regardless of what that looks like. Some are going to be fun. Some aren't. Um, but that's where my gamification stuff comes in where I, I kind of try to help people trick their brains into doing it so that they're doing and it doesn't really feel as as much like work and then all of a sudden it's like boom 
You got yeah. that habit set. It's now building momentum and helping you in the background of your yeah. life on autopilot. Yeah. Progress you, equals happiness. I, I 100% agree with that. And is there, speaking of gamification, is there anything that you do? Um, and, and when I say gamification, look at it in terms of, like I said, like anything that helps reduce the friction to make it easier for you to want to take those actions um, with, with either setting goals or with the discipline that comes to mind that you think you use as like your own little personal habit hack? For, so for me, the, um, what's come easy to me is like a lot of the gym stuff, you know, I'll listen to a good podcast while I'm in there. You, you don't really think yep. about the sets you're doing, the, the squatting, you know, I'm listening to a good podcast mm -hmm. makes the time pass it's as a good far one. as, yeah, as far as sitting at the computer, that's when it comes difficult. So I know I'm going to be up, I'm going to be doing something when I'm, you know, writing a speech for, for a company or for a group of kids, you know, I'll sit down and I'll do work for 30 minutes. And I know after 30 minutes, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to, to get up, to do something, to, get a snack and I'm sit back down for 30 minutes, you know, get it, do something, get back up for 15 minutes, figuring out what helps your brain to work the best way that it can. And um, that's right. something that I've been good at. Yeah. And cause, and that, thank you for saying that. And you, you actually, when I ask guests this question, they usually don't, they usually don't quite understand what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. kudos to you. You actually answered that perfectly. Two, two, two ways. First, uh, how do you gamify your workouts? I do the same thing. You, you, you know, a lot of people listen to music. I yeah. like to listen to the podcast because when you're listening to a podcast, you're just so into it. That's all you're thinking about. So right? what you're thinking Before about, you know, you're like, I just knocked out <laughs> three sets. <laughs> yeah. Right. And right. And, and, and you're, you so like you're learning. Yeah. You're learning just, and you're, so you're just being double, um, you're just, you're just getting double in in my, it's in called, my yeah, that's actually called habit stacking, which is a yeah. term that, um, I got from James Clear, uh, this book called Atomic Habits, which is really awesome. But it, right, it's kind of like you're, you're stacking a habit that you're already doing. You're stacking a habit that you want to do onto one that you're already doing and you're combining them and it's, 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 it's shooting yeah. forward, which is really neat. Um, cause yeah, I do the same thing. I don't know a lot of people who listen to podcasts at the gym, so that was cool to hear you. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then just in terms of just, you know, starting starting small it, it doesn't have to be a big huge thing but just just doing whatever it is to personalize it to your particular that was the other thing you were saying yeah. brain and and we're all born different we all have different wants needs passions biorhythms right like you said you're you know you're a big breakfast guy i'm not a big breakfast guy yeah. but you know what i'm okay with that and i yeah. i have another way to work around that and i have habit hacks to be able to get the nutrients and supplements and the things that i need so mm -hmm. don't just do it because you see somebody else successful did it work it into your own personal way of doing it and if if music is your thing and you feel that same thing you and i were just talking about yeah with with music and people you know um then then play music play your, yeah. your favorite playlist you know but just make it personalized to your own it's huge yeah, I agree with that 100%. By the way, I think you've got somebody that's in love with you. I've seen every time I glance down, Angela, we'll give her a shout out, Rivera. Yeah. God bless you, darling. Yes, you, Angela, you definitely. Hope you're doing well, um, Angela. Uh, appreciate you for if you're, if you're a fan. Um, thank you so much, Angela. Appreciate that. Nice. Um, so, dude, you're, this is the other thing we even talk about. You're in Chicago, right? Yeah. So am I. You're in Chicago? What, what yeah. neighborhood are you in? I live in Evanston. Oh, wow. Where are you? I, I'm in uh, West Loop. Okay, so, all right, I'm going to DM you after. Let's exchange yeah. digits and let's, let's grab a drink. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, it's the holidays, but maybe before, or if not for sure in the new year, let's, uh, let's get together. You're a cool dude. We got lots to talk about. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome, man. Uh, well, good chatting. And, uh, Oh, is there anything else you want to leave the viewers with? No, man, I think we, I think we covered a lot and everything that, um, you know, I had in my mind there. It was a great interview, man. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Clay. Great, great chatting with you, brother. We'll Thanks you as well. Bye. All right. Take care. That's it for the five core life. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button on this video and pound that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes drop. Also, please fill out the free five core life evaluator quiz. It's a great way to get a baseline of where you are and the five cores and which of the five cores you need support. In addition, you'll get some actionable advice that you can apply and start improving your life in the areas that you need it most. That's it for today's episode of the five core life podcast. Have a wonderful day. Get moving, gain momentum, join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course.